So how does that work? And let's, again, if we're talking about a guaranteed annuity, uh, whether it's TIA or another insurance company, and by the way, our numbers have indicated that you're almost always better off annuitizing some of your uh, vintage TIAA, and we'll get to that in a few minutes. But anyway, uh, so let's just say for discussion's sake that you are a single woman, you have $400,000, you're very risk averse, uh, and you put it all in CDs. And given certain reasonable spending assumptions, um, you're going to be out of money at age 86. Example number two, with that same amount of money you annuitize. So your death benefit, because you're annuitizing, goes down to zero. And that's what that line is. The solid line is your balance and also your death benefit. The serrated line is if you annuitize or you get a, a, a lifetime annuity. So again, if you annuitize and you're so happy about it that you don't see the bus coming and splat, well, then the death benefit goes away. But let's say that you survive. Well, you continue getting an income. And actually, in this case, the income is exceeding the amount that I'm assuming that you're spending. I'm not going to go through the assumptions, but you could get that in Retire Secure. So the break-even point, at least in this example, using these set of assumptions, is somewhere around age 85. So if you make if you die before age 85, you're not, you know, you, you will have an effect in hindsight made a mistake, there'll be less money for your heirs. On the other hand, if you uh, survive past age 85, given these assumptions, you will continue receiving an income for the rest of your life, just like my mother did. Now, my mother didn't have a choice, but it worked out very well for her. So anyway, the point is, if you go back to TIAA, I'm sorry, if you go back to CREF IRAs for most retirement vehicles, you have a lot of options. Well, what about TIAA? And by the way, we have to be a little careful about um, names because TIAA, for many of us for years, that was the fixed income portion of the TIAA craft investment. Now they've kind of rebranded and TIAA will also potentially uh, include your CREF and your Vanguard and other investments, but I'm actually talking about classic TIAA, the fixed income portion of the what used to be called TIA CREF. And again, we have to go into the rules of the particular contract. And there's rules for the group retirement annuity, and there's rules for the retirement annuity, and there's rules for the supplemental retirement annuity. And I'm going to address the ones that are most likely your largest balance in traditional TIAA, which is the GRA and the RA, which is group retirement annuity and retirement annuity. Well, the bad news is that money has significant restrictions. The general rule is you can't get that money out subject to some of the exceptions that I'm going to talk about. Now, one of the exceptions for one of those types of monies is you can take it out within 120 days of retirement, but you have a 2.5% penalty to do that. That's brutal. Say, oh, okay, well, I'll just roll the money into my IRA, right? Wrong. But gee, it's my money. Can I do whatever I want? No. It's restricted. Well, okay, I'll take the minimum required distributions because at age 72, I have to take 
the required minimum distribution. So I'll just take that, and then if I want more, I can get more, right? Just like I could with CREF. No, you're limited to just the minimum. So again, using that example before, you have a million dollars in your retirement plan, your minimum required distribution is $25,000. That particular year, you need $50,000. Can you take can you get the extra 25 from your traditional TIA? The answer is no, you can't. Well, gee, how do I get my money out of TIAA? Well, the first option is not very inviting, but it is an option. You can die. If you die, your heirs do have liquidity to your TIAA. You can annuitize. Now, when you annuitize your TIAA, typically you will get a more level um, distribution. If you annuitize CREF, your distribution is going to go up and down with the market. But you can annuitize your TIAA. You can do interest only up until age 72. So let's say you're 68 years old, you have four years to go till you hit age 72, you have a million dollars, the interest rate just, uh, let's just say it's 3%. You can get $30,000 uh, per year out until you hit your minimum required distribution age of 72. There's also an option, and there's variations of the option. Um, one, the, the, the classic variation called a TPA, transfer payout annuity, is paid over 10 annual installments. So let's say there's a million dollars, and the math doesn't work exactly this way, but you could take out $100,000 a year um, from your TIAA, and that way you achieve liquidity within your TIAA within 10 years. Um, for the RC, it is 84 months. So what do most advisors recommend? They like to see you liquid. So they say, oh, gee, we have these terrible distribution options very limited with your TIAA. So why don't we start that 10-year process so you can achieve liquidity, and you can even start that 10-year process while you're still working. So maybe you're 60 or 65 years old, and you want to be liquid by the time you retire. A lot of advisors are saying, hey, why don't you start that 10-year or 84-month process to get your money so you won't have all these nasty liquidity restrictions, all right? I hate that advice. And I think, I, I, don't, even, I don't even wanna mention some of the, why you might get that advice. But here's, here's the thing about TIAA, and I'm gonna mix in a little bit of investments here. TIAA is not a fund that um, you get 2%, 3%, 4%, 1% investments. It's more like wine where it comes in vintages, all right? And each vintage has a, uh, a different um, uh, percentage. So let's talk about the money that you contributed to TIAA. And let's say that you've been in this game for more than 20 years. So from 1941, to 2001, the money that you contributed to TIAA, even today, is earning 3.8%. Where the heck are you going to get a guaranteed investment 
with a company that has a very strong track record and get 3.8%. Well, I don't have any investment that that's good. Um, now, if you're going to compare it to the stock market, that's a different story. But with the stock market, you're incurring substantial risk of a downturn. So, and, and even the other years don't look bad. And you can, you can see the chart in front of you. I'm not going to read them off. But that's a pretty decent fixed income rate. So why would you take that money, particularly the 3.8% money, transfer it through the TPA so it's liquid in 10 years, but now you lose the benefit of that 3.8% investment. That, I hate when I see that, um, but it happens all the time because people are so worried about their liquidity that they forget about the interest rate. And what I would say is most everybody needs some fixed income uh, in their portfolio. So I have a completely different approach to TIAA. I like to keep the traditional TIAA where it is, maybe annuitize, because by the way, if you do annuitize, you will get a significantly higher rate than, for example, if you took that same amount of money and went to an insurance company that uh, where you're using plain old dollars as opposed to vintage TIAA dollars. But subject to, you know, exception, keep your money in TIAA. Then most of my professor clients, TIAA is not their sole investment. Um, for most of them, it's not even the majority of their investment. So I say get your liquidity from other monies and enjoy the higher than average guaranteed fixed income rate. Uh, I don't know why more people don't do that, but <laughs> they, they don't do that. So why don't I take one or two more questions uh, and then we will move on. Erica, do we have any questions in the queue? Great question. Let me check. <laughs> Um, it looks like we do have a few more. So again, there are a couple investment specific ones and I really want to save those because I know we'll get more fulfilling or like holistic answers for those at the Q&A on Thursday. Okay. Uh, but, I'm sorry, on Wednesday. Wow. But um, I did see a few other questions. So uh, let's see. What, okay, so Roberts asked, what tax implications are attached to a TIA transfer payout annuity from TIAA traditional uh, with a 10-year withdrawal rule? Well, it depends where you transfer it to. If you transfer it to CREF, you will achieve liquidity, but um, you will also lose that, that guaranteed investment. So, or you could just take it out and pay the tax. So it depends on what you transfer it to, but my approach, um, Robert, unless you have, unless you really need liquidity uh, and you don't have any other place to get it other than your TIAA, my approach is since you need a, a certain amount and the percentage is going to vary based on situation and based on comfort level, my approach is to maintain uh, a, a good portion, if not all of your TIAA and get that higher than earn, that higher interest rate that TIA is paying on a guaranteed basis. 
Why don't we take one more and then we will move on. I can't hear you, Erica. Of course, sorry. Uh, I want to apologize for my sudden disappearance earlier. Uh, apparently, I was disconnected. Okay. Um, so I, another question uh, specifically about TIAA was from uh, Ranja Kant, who asked, what is PIT TIAA plan at present time in terms of annuitized or IRA? Uh, interestingly enough, I do have that in my book, um, which, by the way, is one of your bonuses. Now, the bonus is the advanced reader's copy. Um, we have made substantial changes to that. Uh, that is not uh, yet available to the public. We're actually negotiating with more than one publishing house. But the um, and I was even thinking of putting those numbers up. But if I remember right, it's closer to 6% depending on how old you are. Um, so, and, and by the way, if let's just say for discussion's sake that you're annuitizing um, $100,000, and depending on your age, let's assume that TIA says, hey, we'll pay you 6%, which means we'll give you $6,000 a year for the rest of your life. If you were to go to a competing insurance company using the vintage TIAA for the pit quote and using any monies for the competing quote, uh, the annuitizing the TIAA is inevitably going to give you a better return. Okay, so, and now I have lost my ability to move forward. Can we correct that? All right, I'm gonna do it with the space bar. Well, technical, I can't even do it with the space bar. Um, Eric, could I ask you to move, move the, uh, the, the the program further. Okay. Um, so I'm just going to take a brief minute uh, right now to say we are offering uh, initial consultations with me. Um, obviously, I'm going to describe them later and uh, much more thoroughly at the end of this program. But some people may have heard enough say, "Yep, I want to I want to talk with this guy." Um, and if you do and you meet the criteria that I'm going to mention, uh, you can click the offer in the chat area. Um, by the way, we um, are we're a very busy office. Um, we might not get to you. If you are interested in the um, what we call the financial master plan, um, and, and there we, we do something called running the numbers, and it's, it's a pretty thorough plan and we give you recommendations for Roth IRA conversions. We look at your estate plan, which we're almost never happy with, and we make <clears throat> significant uh, recommendations and potentially work with an estate attorney in your state because we're not licensed to practice law outside Pennsylvania. On the other hand, we are allowed to make recommendations. Uh, we talk about spending, we talk about gifting. Uh, each engagement is unique. Um, the charge before that is between ten and fifteen thousand dollars, but I don't want to disappoint people. Usually, based on complexity, the quotes have been coming in at fifteen thousand dollars. In fact, there is so much demand for it. We only have reserved two slots, and then there is a waiting list. If you're interested in assets under management, where we are actually managing uh, a port, at least a portion of your portfolio, uh, and know that there is a million dollar minimum, 
Um, so you're looking at probably at least $10,000 a year. Um, that is another option that we have. Um, and again, for the financial master plans, we can't promise that we can get to them other than the first two people who sign up. So anyway, if you want to, in effect, cut in line, uh, we are taking the number, the order number uh, into account on who we uh, see, but we are also looking for right fit clients. And if you're not a right fit client, meaning I don't think I can provide enormous value for the money that you would pay us, uh, frankly, I would not take you uh, as a client because I, I'm at the agent stage. Um, I've, I've hit my number. I'm not saying that money isn't important, but doing a great job for people, providing a huge amount of value is extremely important to me personally and professionally. And if I don't think I can bring that kind of value, then, um, you know, we, we, have, we have so much deal flow or so many people as a result of our books, marketing, et cetera, that I can afford to turn down people that I don't think I can bring a lot of value to. Okay, back to the program. <clears throat> so now we're going to talk about something that is really, really nasty, known as the SECURE Act. I would call it instead <clears throat> the massive Income Tax Acceleration on Professors Retirement Act, because that is exactly what it is. So subject to, to exceptions, after you die with money in your IRA, 401k, 403b, SEPCIO, etc., uh, your TIAA, the money that you have not yet paid taxes on. The old rules before the SECURE Act, and the uh, effective date was January 1, 2020, so we're well into it, is that your heirs uh, could uh, stretch or defer uh, distributions, at least to some extent, for the rest of their lives. So let's just say for discussion's sake that your heir had um, maybe your heir was a child who was in their 40s and maybe actuarially had a, say, a 40-year life expectancy. They could take 40 as the divisor, divide that into the balance of the inherited IRA. Let's say it was a million. And, you know, you'd have a minimum required distribution of, say, uh, $25,000 or something like that. Now the SECURE Act says no. You can't, and then next year it, it would be um, 39 divided by the balance. Next year, 38 divided by the balance. And if you're not catching all that, don't worry about it because that's the old rule. The new rule says, sorry, beneficiary, even though we promised your parents that if they put money in their retirement plan, that we would give them favorable tax treatment, not only while they're alive, but while after they were gone, we decided to change our mind. So Congress now says, no, you have to take that money out. Remember, this is untaxed money, and you have to pay income taxes on that money within 10 years of the IRA or 403B owner's uh, death. So that is really a massive income tax acceleration, let's say in the case of children who were beneficiaries that might have been able to have a 40-year life expectancy, or even grandchildren that might have had a 70-year life expectancy. And we're going to talk a lot more. In fact, we have a whole session on what I call the dying part, the ideal uh, wills, trust, planning for your estate. That is tomorrow at 10 Eastern. Um, we call that the best estate plan for 
uh, professors. And you might say, well, gee, does it really make that big a difference how quickly we have to pay taxes um, after I'm gone? And remember before we started with don't pay taxes now, pay taxes later, the accumulation stage, the distribution stage, and even after you're gone. So let's compare leaving a million dollars to your child who was, let's say, in their mid-40s at your death uh, under the old law. And let's use certain spending assumptions. Let's use certain um, uh, investment assumptions, et cetera. And the solid line shows where your child would be at age 86. And that number is roughly $2 million. Under the SECURE Act, because they have to pay taxes up front um, within 10 years of your death, and the money that they pay in taxes is no longer available for investments instead of having $2 million when they are uh, in their 80s, they will have zero. So estate planning for professors has become a nightmare if the majority of your money is in IRAs and 401ks and 403bs, TIAA, etc. And that's one of the reasons. It's almost like they, they picked a group, like who can we hurt the most? Well, let's hurt college professors because that is the, whether it was intended or not, that is the actual impact of the SECURE Act. Then add on top of that, the Tax Cut and Jobs Act of 2017. You might say, hey, gee, wasn't that a big tax cut? Weren't income tax lowered? Weren't estate tax exclusions raised? Yes, and it was great. And we're actually in those low tax years now. But that legislation also says in the year 2026, we're going to go back to the old rates. Now that's a nightmare. So let's just say, let's just say, you know, you're in the 24% bracket right now, or even if you're not, maybe with a Roth IRA conversion, you could, let's say, want to do a Roth IRA conversion that will take you to the top of the 24% bracket. And this year, that number is $340,000. If we take the $340,000 and go to the year 2017, which, by the way, is going to be, uh, unless there's additional legislation, is going to be the tax rates in 2026, so we're just talking four years from now, then it's going to go up to 33%. So your taxes are going to go up in that tax bracket by 9%. That is enormous. So we have some major, major tax increases coming up for income taxes, and it's particularly deadly if most of your money's in your retirement plan subject to taxes. And on top of that, you're going to have um, the, this massive income tax acceleration uh, after you and if you're married, your spouse die. So professors really have a miserable income tax problem that I believe uh, should be proactively addressed. Then these days people aren't worrying so much about the estate or transfer tax. Hey, right now it's, you know, what is it, 11.7 each. So you combine, you get two of them if you're married, so you can exclude about $23 million from your federal estate. That's, that's the high numbers in this graph that you see between uh, 2018 and 2025, but then in 2026, boom, it comes back down again 
And that might hit professors and the combination of income tax and the state tax is brutal. And depending on what state you live in, uh, there's very often uh, a, an, a state, not a state, but state, S-T-A-T-E, uh, inheritance tax. So we have some, some pretty brutal uh, potential taxes uh, coming up. Uh, we're going to talk about some of the ways to avoid them, but I believe that we have some time for some questions. 